No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God will judge his people and purge the rebels from among them. Then he will restore Israel and accept her offerings, and she will know that he is the Lord. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Ezekiel chapter 20 on Simply the Bible. The Jewish elders in Babylon came to Ezekiel to inquire of God. While they seemed to want to know God's will, the Lord saw into their hearts. They were following in the sins of their forefathers and were unwilling to abandon their idols. But God still had compassion for the nation and would one day restore Israel. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 33. As I live, says the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm, and with fury poured out, I will rule over you. I will bring you out from the peoples and gather you out of the countries where you are scattered, with a mighty hand, with an outstretched arm, and with fury poured out. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the peoples, and there I will plead my case with you face to face, just as I pleaded my case with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt. So I will plead my case with you, says the Lord God. Now the Lord said he would deliver them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. That's the same imagery that he used when he delivered Israel from Egypt. So once again, he would now deliver them from all the nations and he would rule over them. They would no longer be disobedient, but they would accept the sovereign rule of the Lord in their lives. God said, I will gather you out of the countries. And this looks to the future. With fury poured out, he said. Now, upon whom would the Lord pour out his fury? Upon the nations that would persecute his people. And he says, I will plead my case with you as I did with your fathers in the land of Egypt. Now the Lord pled his case with his people first in Egypt and then at Mount Sinai where he spoke face to face with Moses. But in the future, he will make the case that he has always been Israel's covenant keeping God, always faithful to the covenant. Today, he makes his case with us through his son, Jesus Christ. He demonstrates through the cross how much he loves us, but he also shows us the terrible price of sin through Christ's suffering on the cross. I will make you pass under the rod and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. I will purge the rebels from among you and those who transgress against me, I will bring them out of the country where they dwell but they shall not enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So God said, I will make you pass under the rod. This pictures a shepherd holding out his rod and forcing the sheep to pass under it one at a time so that he could count them. Not everyone will be brought into the bond of this covenant. Now it probably speaks of the new covenant that God will make with Israel in the future Jeremiah prophesied about this in Jeremiah chapter 31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. 
not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. What wonderful days we have to look forward to. Now, God said, I will purge the rebels. This will happen immediately prior to the kingdom reign of Christ. God will purge the rebels from among them so that those who do not belong to him will be removed. Only his true sheep will enjoy his covenant blessings in the millennial kingdom. And then the Lord said, you will know that I am God. Now, the Lord has always wanted to be known as their God. This remains his greatest aim. He wants to know us and he wants to be known by us. As for you, O house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, go serve every one of you his idols and hereafter, if you will not obey me, but profane my holy name no more with your gifts and your idols, God would not tolerate their hypocritical worship. He would rather that they go and serve their idols than to come to him and pretend to serve him when their hearts were full of treachery. Jesus told the church of Laodicea to either be hot or cold, but if they were lukewarm, then he would vomit them out of his mouth. If people refuse to turn from their sins, then God will give them over to their sins, and I can think of nothing more tragic than that. For on my holy mountain, on the mountain height of Israel, says the Lord God, there all the house of Israel, all of them in the land shall serve me. There I will accept them and there I will require your offerings and the first fruits of your sacrifices together with all your holy things. I will accept you as a sweet aroma when I bring you out from the peoples and gather you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will be hallowed in you before the Gentiles. Now, these verses could not have applied to the return of the Jewish exiles to the land of Judah in 538 BC. At that time, they did not return from many nations, but from the nation of Babylon. Nor was there a glorious restoration of the entire house of Israel as there will be in the future. Israel will be accepted then in the same way that believers in Jesus Christ are accepted today. Their sins will be forgiven because of the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. And then they will worship the Lord with their offerings in the rebuilt millennial temple that Ezekiel will describe later on. In the future, the entire world will know that there is a holy God in Israel. The Lord said, I will be hallowed in you before the Gentiles. Now, it was always God's plan that Israel would be a light to the nations, that they would reveal to the world the holy God who is unlike any other. 
Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I bring you into the land of Israel, into the country for which I raised my hand in an oath to give to your fathers. And there you shall remember your ways and all your doings with which you were defiled. And you shall loathe yourselves in your own sight because of all the evils that you have committed. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have dealt with you for my name's sake, not according to your wicked ways, nor according to your corrupt doings, O house of Israel, says the Lord God. So he said, then you shall know that I am the Lord. Now they would know that Yahweh is their covenant keeping God when he defeats the Antichrist and all their enemies. At last, they will inherit all the land that God promised to Abraham to give to him and his descendants. And you shall remember your ways, the Lord said. Speaking of these future days, the prophet Zechariah wrote in Zechariah chapter 12, and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. In that day, there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem. Now, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Many people want to gloss over their sins, blame them on others, or pretend that they never happened. But God says in Proverbs 28, 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation and leaving no regret, but worldly sorrow produces death. And in that day, there will be great sorrow in Israel as they are grieved over what they have done, but there will also be great joy as they receive the cleansing of their sins. Now God said, I have dealt with you for my name's sake. Then all Israel will know that it was not because of their own righteousness, but for the glory of the name of Yahweh that he restores them. And so it is with us as well. It is not because of any worthiness in us, not by any good things we have done, but because of his marvelous grace toward sinners like us that we are saved. For his own namesake, the Lord has made us trophies of his grace so that others might have encouragement that they too might be saved. Furthermore, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face toward the south, Preach against the south and prophesy against the forest land, the south, and say to the forest of the south, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will kindle a fire in you, and it shall devour every green tree and every dry tree in you. The blazing flame shall not be quenched, and all faces from the south to the north shall be scorched by it. All flesh shall see that I, the Lord, have kindled it. It shall not be quenched. Then I said, Ah, oh, Lord, they say of me, does he not speak parables? So God told Ezekiel to set his face toward the south, that is, to the Negev, the wilderness south of Jerusalem, and he was to prophesy against the forest land. Now, it's wilderness today. There's no forest, but there used to be forest there. And God said, I will kindle a fire against it. This speaks of the judgment that he would bring to the southern part of the land. 
Now, this continues into the next chapter. In fact, the Hebrew Bible begins chapter 21 with verse 45 here in chapter 20. So some believe that this refers to the destruction that was coming to Jerusalem and Judah about five years later in 586 B.C. And God said that all flesh shall see that I have kindled it. Now, the fact that he speaks of all flesh seeing this, it could also refer to God's judgment of the Gentile armies that will be gathered against Israel in the future. Finally, Ezekiel says, Oh, Lord God, they say of me, does he not speak parables? And so the people didn't understand what Ezekiel was talking about. They're like, they're trying to figure it out. And, and we also are puzzled by many of the prophetic passages dealing with the future. But even if we don't understand them, we can't throw them out. We must rest assured that no word of the Lord will ever fall to the ground. God watches over his word. He always fulfills it. He has literally fulfilled it in the past, and so he shall do in the future. And he will bring to pass his prophetic word in its time. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. And therefore, they are the only foundation worth building our lives upon. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. That really helps a lot. On Monday, we'll look to the book of Nehemiah, where Ezra the priest reads the law while the Levites give understanding to the people. This results in the joy of the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.